Okay, it's, um, what is today? April 10th? 9th. It's April 9th, 2020, and time for our third remotely controlled planning board meeting. Uh, we're going to do the consent agenda, but first I just want to make sure I get a roll call of the commissioners present. Do we have, uh, I think we do not have Natalie here, uh, but we do have uh, Jerry. Yes, here. And Tina? I'm here. And Prathop? Here. Okay. Could I get a motion on adoption of the Kitty Academy Preliminary Plan uh, Resolution? Uh, move adoption of the resolution for the Kitty Academy. Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Aye. That is approved. And it's time to dial in to the second call for the for what's listed as item one on the agenda, residences at Forest Glen. Welcome to the
Am I on now? Okay. So one more roll call. Uh, do we have Jerry? Uh, yes, here. And Tina? I'm here. Parthop? Here. And Natalie is not uh, attending this meeting. So it's, we are ready to go with item one. And I think is Amy, Amy Lindsay is the reviewer. Is that right? Yes, Amy Lindsay here. Take it away, Amy. Oh, and we do have one member of the public who should be dialed in, even though we're not turning to her right now, Allison Gillespie. Is that yeah, here? Okay. Uh, go ahead, Amy. And please, if everybody could remember to just identify yourself every time you speak, because otherwise it's very hard to keep track of who's who. Go ahead, Amy. Uh, were we going to do uh, citizen testimony first? Uh, I think we're going to do the staff report and then citizen testimony, then the applicant. All right. I thought that's what we were doing. All right. I'm told it would help if we had the public testimony first because then the person testifying can see the presentation after they're done speaking. So if uh, Allison Gillespie would like to speak now, that would be great. Are you ready, Allison? Yes, I am. Okay, go, go ahead whenever so, you're ready. Okay. Um, without the three-minute mark, if you all need to just tell me to stop, I guess that's the best, you know, since I'm used to having the visual cue. Just it's let a, me know if I go over it's, it's and try a, to keep a, it's, a, it's okay. We'll be, we'll be fine. Okay. Um, so back in November of 2019, Montgomery Housing Partnership uh, attended my um, community association meeting. Um, they had reached out to us and wanted to tell us about their plans for the property in question. I am president of the Forest Estates Community Association. We represent about 700 homes, single family homes, um, directly opposite uh, on the other side of Georgia Avenue from this property. Um, they attended the meeting. Paj gave a presentation um, about what their um, preliminary plans were, and um, it was enthusiastically received by our neighborhood. Uh, I was we voted immediately to be in support of it. It was a unanimous vote, um, and uh, our neighborhood thinks that the this would be a great addition to the Forestland community. Um, I've written some detailed about that, you know, why we would support it. I won't read through that today. We did have, neighbors did have three or four logistical concerns that I wanted to share um, that we think would help to better integrate this project into the overall neighborhood. And um, so I'll go over those pretty quickly. Um, first of all, everyone knows, because we all just participated in the sector plan uh, for Forest Glen, Montgomery Hills, Georgia Avenue is just a nightmare uh, for pedestrians and it, with, for those who try to bike. Um, it's, it's an extremely dangerous road. And we anticipate that this development, um, we would like it and anticipate it if people in this, in this new project would cross Georgia Avenue to take advantage of some of the amenities on this side, such as General Getty Park, um, the hospital, uh, Holy Cross Hospital is on this side of the road. And also going down to Sligo Creek and to uh, enjoy Sligo Creek. So already we see a lot of people crossing. Um, anything that can be done 
during the process of this development that would make crossing safer for the residents as they move in, uh, we would really, really like to emphasize that would be good for the overall community as well. And we know it's part of the sector plan, but we did want to reemphasize it. The other thing is, um, I know there's been some discussion back and forth about whether or not this development would cause cut through traffic to increase on Arthur Avenue. And uh, we wanted to communicate that that is a very big concern. Um, Arthur Avenue, we would ask that it would be, there was one point in the planning where there was a proposal to have the back side where Arthur meets Belvedere um, have a, that be gated. Um, we kind of all cringed in the meeting about the idea of an enormous gate that would just shut off the entire road. However, an armed gate like you would find in a parking garage um, that residents maybe would have to use key card to get um, you know onto the other part of Arthur Avenue would probably be helpful in mitigating traffic problems. Um, there was feedback from our neighborhood that we don't want this project to look any different or to look any more institutional. We anticipate these people will be our neighbors. We're welcoming them very enthusiastically. So we would not want a gate um, that would be at the intersection of Arthur and Georgia. We think that that would present an aesthetic that would be make it an outlier in the neighborhood and make it seem more institutional. And, and we would think that would be unfortunate for the residents themselves. Um, there was also a lot of feedback that um, we would love it if Arthur Avenue uh, could be um, be made bike friendly and also have a full, really big sidewalk, um, and and that that would make Arthur Avenue an artery for people who want to use bicycles to get to those amenities up and down Georgia Avenue. Um, and that's not just the residents of this anticipated development. We think it would really be a nice way to integrate this development into the neighborhood if that became um, away. Right now, many, many people on that side of Georgia Avenue ride bikes uh, to go. Um, we see a lot of workers in the morning, like you see a lot of guys with HVAC uniforms and work boots who are on their 10 speeds with their lunch hanging off the handlebars. They ride across Georgia Avenue to get on buses to go farther up, up to Rockville or farther down into the city. Um, it, I would anticipate if a bike lane was put on Arthur Avenue, they would, those People would use it a lot. There's also a lot of students who go to St. John the Evangelist School and their families who cross, sometimes on bikes, sometimes walking. And I would think Arthur Avenue would present a nice, safe um, pathway from those neighborhoods. Likewise, on our side, there are a lot of people who are trying to get to um, Flora Singer Elementary every morning and are trying to um, get down to, the, there's a pool um, that's real popular down in that part of the neighborhood. So making Arthur Avenue a viable bike lane and walking like really nice pedestrian um, access would be good. One concern was please do think about um, school bus drop off and pick up because we know that this will probably have some families and we really need to have a school bus pick up and drop off thought of ahead of time. School buses stop right now in Georgia Avenue for the current building and that is really horrible to watch. I've sat and watched as students get on and off. So. Please, if we can incorporate school bus pickup and drop off, FedEx and all that kind of pickup uh, garbage, if that can be made sure to incorporate it into the plan, we think that that would be an overall benefit to the neighborhood and not have it so that buses or trucks or anything block the bike lane that we are hoping will be on. Those are, that's my list of concerns. 
Um, I'm happy to say more I, or answer questions about it, but basically we fully support this. We think it's going to be a great addition and we are ready to welcome these new neighbors to the area and, and to welcome back the people who will be moving back after the um, construction happens who live there currently. Okay, thank you very much. Um, I think we'll turn to Amy Lindsay. Amy, are you there? Yes, for the record, Amy Lindsay, Area 2 Planning. Here to present the residents of Forest Glen, sketch plan number 3202030. Staff recommends approval with conditions, and we've got a couple of items for future coordination that uh, we're looking for some input from the board on. Uh, one of them being site access, and the second one being uh, the western parking area. The residence at Forest Glen is located at the intersection of Belvedere Boulevard and Georgia Avenue in the Forest Glen. Montgomery Hills Sector Plan, recently approved. You can see that to the north is the Belvedere Apartments, the south is the Americana Finmark, and within a quarter mile is the Forest Glen Metro Station. Right across Georgia Avenue is the uh, Getty um, Park. This shows you a site map and shows you um, how Amy, the, uh, Amy, we're having a little trouble hearing you. Could you speak up or maybe get closer to the microphone? Yes, is this better? A little bit, yeah. That's good. Go ahead. All right. This photograph. I think you might have just muted yourself. No, there, there. Oh, there, there you are. Um, You're back. Now I can't see my screen. There we go. This screen shows the context of uh, the site with um, the private driveway Arthur that is signed Arthur Avenue, but is not in its own parcel or a private or public road that runs along the south of the property line. Hi, Amy. This is Shannon Olson. Is there something we can do to help you? Uh, no. It, it looks like my system is having problems uh, handling uh, the, the call from my computer. I've got, got, you know, clearly my audio turned off, but um, uh, right now it keeps, um, it keeps dropping the meeting. Okay. Um, is there someone else on your team that could present the screen share while you speak to the item? 
Um, sure. I did send the the, uh, the presentation to my other team members. So, um, let me see. Yes, I... Patrick Brother, for the record, I'm going to uh, uh, run the presentation um, and share my screen. And then, Amy, you just prompt me, and I will flip the slides for you. Thank you. Thank Sorry you, Amy. That. If you'll stop your screen share. And Patrick, we're not able to see your screen yet. Got it. That'll look. It's up now. There we go. Sorry about that. Um, so from the, the site map, you can see how um, the property is essentially surrounded by uh, public roads except to the south where there is the, the private driveway signed is Arthur Avenue. Next. <clears throat> Just to give some context, uh, this shows the existing development of the Forest Glen Apartments in the context of Americana Finmark to the south and the Belvedere Apartments to the north, and you can see how it sits on Georgia Avenue and Belvedere Boulevard. Next. Belvedere Boulevard has a very wide right-of-way, which effectively uh, means that properties on Belvedere uh, sit back from each other uh, more than uh, one would imagine. Next. Next. Once again, this shows the, the context of how uh, the site sits with the uh, residential properties. Uh, to the south, you can see Americana Finmark's uh, gates. Um, Americana Finmark is uh, fenced and gated all the way around it. And from this edge, you can see um, Arthur Avenue uh, the, the public road, and in front of you, you can see the driveway that is currently signed as Arthur Avenue with uh, Belvedere Boulevard coming in from the north. Next. Property was rezoned in 2019 from R10 to CRTF 1.75 C0.25 R1.5H70. And the floating zone plan showed uh, the replacement of the existing 72-unit garden-style apartments with a 231,000-square-foot residential building with approximately 220 affordable units. Uh, on that plan, there was a two-level internal parking garage um, associated with the development, and there was a preliminary co forest conservation plan approved in the process. Next. And this is a copy of the floating zone plan where you can see that the, uh, the structure um, was pretty well laid out uh, and the minute sketch plan is consistent with what you saw at floating zone plan. Next. 
The sketch plan also shows the re replacement of the existing development with a 210,000 square foot residential building with approximately 189 affordable units um, with a minimum of 20% NPD use. But the goal is, is for the entire development to be affordable. This development is designed for families with larger units and uh, specialized open space with uh, wraparound um, facilities planned for the residents. There is a mix of structured and surface parking proposed with 189 spaces right now. Um, and uh, with, the with the structured parking only being one level internal to the building. And it is consistent with the approved preliminary forest conservation plan. Next. This is the initial submission, which showed uh, the private driveway Arthur Avenue being uh, maintained in its current condition. So that is extended all the way through the site. Uh, staff asked the applicant to look to connect McKinney Avenue through to the private driveway to add extra porosity and connections through the neighborhood. Next. And this is the, the sketch plan that the applicant has uh, worked with staff on and submitted for approval. It shows a main entry on Belvedere Boulevard with a secondary entrance on Georgia Avenue. Parking garage is entered through Arthur Avenue at the south, as well as uh, off of this surface parking lot that would be um, accessed through Belvedere Boulevard. So there, there are two entrances into the parking garage. A loading zone is located along the rear, um, back by the, the drive aisle. And there is an area out front that is uh, a no parking area that would be reserved for uh, pick up and drop off. Next. This shows the access to the site with the proposed access control and at Georgia Avenue would be a right in and right out. Um, and staff would like to further discuss uh, the, the issues with the proposed access control and access through Georgia Avenue. Next. This shows the open space plan with public open space located along Georgia Avenue and along Belvedere Boulevard. So essentially buffering the surrounding communities through the use of public open space. And you can see the specialized courtyards at the rear with courtyard one looking like it is uh, play equipment and courtyard two uh, being designed more for general use. Next. This shows a perspective of courtyard two and uh, shows that this one is elevated so that it's at the first floor level. Courtyard one is at the ground floor level.
next? I'm not seeing anything. Patrick Beller, is anybody seeing the elevations? Yes, yes, we do. Ah, just my network. Uh, yeah, I can see it. Yes, we can see so the presentation. So this is the uh, yeah, the elevation, right? The elevation along Georgia Avenue, uh, which you can show, which you can see how the planting beds, which are actually stormwater management beds, mediate the, the height differential and soften uh, the front of the building. Oh, there we go. You can see that there is is some. Um, height differential and the uh, stormwater management beds uh, bring that really down to pedestrian scale. Next. This is the elevations along Belvedere Boulevard, which once again, you see a series of planting beds soften the, the, the facade and bring this more to uh, pedestrian scale as well as, you know, functioning as stormwater management. Next. This shows the main entrance along Belvedere Boulevard. You can see that the, the um, planting beds allow the building to step down as it moves down Belvedere Boulevard. There's about a 20-foot differential in um, elevation as you move from um, one corner of Belvedere Boulevard uh, to the west. Next. This shows the end of the building with the entrance to the parking garage. Staff anticipates working with the applicant to uh, break up the facade at the ground level and really try and activate that uh, through the preliminary and site plan process. Next. So there, there are two areas that we would uh, like to discuss with the planning board that um, we're looking for some direction at for future coordination. Um, the first is at the western end, figuring out the, the right way to um, resolve this. Uh, staff would like to see a reduction of surface parking as, as in general, we do not want to see uh, new surface parking. Uh, where possible. Um, the issue of the access arm uh, restricting the vehicular access and um, this parking and access e effectively divides the open space. So we look forward to continuing to work with the applicant on um, making certain that the public open space is provided is as large as, as possible in a contiguous manner and that it is um, really usable open space. Um, the second area of um, future coordination is vehicular access to Georgia Avenue. And with that, I'm going to turn this portion over to Patrick Reed to discuss. All right, good morning. Uh, this is Patrick Reed, transportation planner for Area 2. Um, as my colleague Amy stated, the site has some access issues right now. It's, it's not code compliant. Um, there are two code regulations 
that are relevant to the site that, that we've been discussing um, with the applicants. Um, one is this requirement to limit access along a primary route. There's a curb cut on Georgia Avenue. It does exist today. I think that's an important clarification. And then also there's a regulation that uh, basically states that a building on a corner lot, and because this is on Georgia and Boulevard, uh, Georgia and Belvedere uh, Boulevard, it is a corner lot, um, that a site on a corner lot has to have only one access point, and that access point has to be from the lowest classification um, street. And we've confirmed that, that these two regulations are, are applicable to the site with our legal department. Um, the intent of the regulation is to encourage turning movements to occur from slower, lower volume streets. It's just a best practice in transportation planning, and also to reduce the number of curb cuts. Um, every curb cut that's added to a network presents a new conflict point. Um, so we recommend that the planning board support the applicant's current design and request for alternative compliance regarding site access. But we'd qualify that by saying that the access control or gate um, should be provided uh, closer to closer to the garage. It, it really shouldn't restrict access through the site to make it look less inviting for pedestrians and bicycles. Uh, next. So I, I think it's important too to give you all a little bit of context. Um, I think you received some correspondence from the applicant yesterday about this access issue. I think the map on the left does a good job of showing the context. You see that segment of Arthur Avenue west of the site is public and then as it sort of narrows down it functions there's a segment that functions as a driveway it, it's private property um, and, and it's labeled on the map there as arthur avenue private um, you can kind of see that that segment it does allow or would allow through access to georgia avenue but it is private property um, i think uh, i think what's important to note uh, and patrick if you could advance further here um, the applicant did submit an LMA application um, in spring and summer. It, we, they went through the process and through their floating zone design, as, as uh, my colleague Amy had showed earlier, there is that extended segment through Arthur Avenue, which was uh, determinedly a, a driveway at the time. Um, next. In the fall of 2019, I think around November, the applicant submitted a submission or submitted a, its, its next application, which really maintained that um, driveway through at that location of the Americana Finmark, um, Arthur Avenue and Belvedere where it meets, where it exists today. Um, they worked with staff to redesign the driveway to sync up and align with McKinney Ave. And the reason for that is threefold. First off, there are three single family homes to the west of the site. Um, Putting public open space to the west of the site allows a little bit of a better buffer. Um, secondly, there were site distance concerns from our partners at MCDOT at this intersection where Arthur Avenue meets uh, the America Finnemark um, entrance, Belvedere Boulevard, and the public segment of Arthur Avenue to the west. And uh, finally, we did see uh, mobility benefits. Um, there is a shared road bicycle facility um, points north, which kind of meanders through the community. Uh, we saw this site as an opportunity to give bikes uh, a chance, bikes and peds really a chance to move through the site and move back onto Georgia Avenue should it be desired. Um, go ahead, next. Um, the Forest Glen Montgomery Hill sector plan, as you know, is, was just approved. And I think it is important to note, and, and the applicant brought this up in their correspondence as well, there isn't any master plan um, roadway through the site, but I think it's it's, uh, important for us to note too that we have done our due diligence on the site, and I think it—I I think just because there isn't a master plan segment doesn't mean that public access shouldn't be, should be precluded. Um, 
And you'll see this on other sites as well, um, where we don't have a master plan segment, but we do look at private road connections with public access easements, et cetera, just to make sure there's porosity through the site. Uh, yeah. Next. Yeah, and by the way, I just say in passing that we have the authority to do that under the subdivision regulations because we have to make a finding that uh, access is uh, safe, adequate, and efficient. So That's I don't. Right. So I don't believe we need a, a, mass, a specific master plan recommendation to require uh, access for whether it's for vehicles or pedestrians or bicycles or whatever. Right. Um, in regard to, to syncing up with the code here, there were sort of three options on the table. Um, I want to be clear that staff supports option one, but wanted to be sure that the planning board was aware of each of the three options that we saw could, could potentially be pursued. Option one is maintaining the segment as a driveway and allowing alternative compliance. Um, with this, we, we definitely want to be sure that there's safe pedestrian bicycle movements through the site, and we'd work with the applicant to, to look at these facilities in future plan iterations. Um, and we also believe that this alternative compliance should prohibit gates that imply through movement is not welcome. Um, and that, I think, would be thinking about where this, this access control is located if the applicant does feel like it's, it's necessary. Option two is to redesign the driveway as a roadway to improve porosity and provide safe public access for all modes, including pedestrians, bicycles, and vehicles. And then the third option is to meet the intent of the code by simply removing the existing Georgia Avenue curb cut to comply with code. I would note that this would require a redesign um, for the applicant, and they'd have to rethink how their loading facilities work and how their truck movements through the site work for unloading and, and loading new um, you know, uh, residents um, in terms of move-ins, move-out. Uh, next. And to make a finding of alternative compliance, um, I think we believe it's, it's appropriate here because um, the site does satisfy the applicant's access needs. And, and also, essentially, there's, there's no worsening of conditions because that curb cut on Georgia Avenue exists today. Uh, so we don't believe that any mitigation for this would necessarily be appropriate. We're also sensitive to the fact that requiring a significant redesign would increase the cost burden for an affordable housing developer. Uh, with that said, though, we do feel strongly about that access control, and we do also feel strongly about um, ped and bicycle circulation through the site. And with that, I'll turn it back over to my colleague, Amy. Great, thank you. Um, so address, this is Amy Lindsay. Uh, so addressing the second future coordination item, uh, the Western end, uh, staff has a couple of uh, comments that uh, we hope to see uh, worked through at time of preliminary and site plan. And uh, the first of them is uh, creating an, a public open space that is uh, more usable, uh, so what you see is one potential idea uh, for the applicant to uh, explore uh, through the preliminary and site plan process, which shows um, a larger uh, public open space, uh, reconfigured parking, and a, a bit of reduction of surface parking, uh, but still maintaining uh, two entries to the parking garage and uh, activation of the ground level with uh, Potential uh, patios or balconies. Next. So these are some options uh, 
moving forward. Next. With that, staff recommends approval. We have received some correspondence. All of it has been uh, positive and supportive of the development. And uh, as you've heard, uh, people have raised uh, issues with the um, pedestrian and bike uh, access uh, through the site. Um, we also received one phone call that with concerns about uh, impacts from the construction process uh, from the um, neighbor to the north of Belvedere Apartments. Um, but all of the correspondence we have received has been uh, positive. So with that, staff recommends approval. Can we look at the drawing you had up at the beginning that shows these access issues? Yeah, thank you. All right, so I mean, it looks to me like um, the parking is kind of sitting there right in the right in the as where McKinney Avenue is coming out, and then you have the stormwater facility that really, ideally, should just be uh, rearranged. Is there any opportunity to move that stormwater management facility? I know they have probably a concept plan approved, but is there a way to figure out a, uh, an opportunity maybe to get the parking moved into that location so maybe you have parking on the other side of the open space so you can consolidate it? Amy Lindsay, since this is only sketch plan, I do not believe that that the applicant has gone through the stormwater management process. So I believe that there are um, further options for reconfiguration through preliminary and site plans. Yeah, the other thing is just on this general question of access, I'm not really crazy about closing off access at the end there, um, even to vehicles. It seems like inconsistent with our general effort to try to you know, retain and, and improve the street grid. Are you really sure it needs to be blocked off? Amy Lindsay. Patrick, can we go back to the um, photograph that showed the Arthur Avenue? Thank you. So there are a number of, of um, problematic issues with this intersection and we worked this through with DOT, is that essentially there isn't sight distance here. So that is, that is one of the reasons of why we looked at coming off of uh, Belvedere was that uh, this is, you know, as you can see, this is an extremely awkward intersection and with anyone trying to turn right or trying to turn left onto Arthur Avenue, uh, there, there just is not sight distance here, um, and this is, you know, further exacerbated by the exit from the Americana Thin Mark here. I don't, I'm not sure I understand what you mean by sight distance. I mean, it looks, it looks okay to me. I've driven down this road. I, I used to do a nanny share many years ago with a family that lived at the on the public end, or what you're showing is the public end of Arthur. And I used to drive down the street every day, and I. Never thought of it as a problem. This is uh, Patrick Reed, Area 2 Transportation Planner, for the record. I think the concern from MCDOT 
was the exit movement from Americana Finmark. Um, if you're turning out of the site because of the that buffer with the trees and whatnot there, if you're actually at the location where the stop bar is, kind of at the gate, you're not able to see, um, it, particularly if you're, if you're turning left, the idea is that you're not able to see um, people that could be making a movement through Arthur Avenue um, forward into the public segment of Arthur Avenue, as I understand it. And so I, I think we had looked at, there are different ways to mitigate this. You could potentially consider a curb extension. Um, and we talked with MCDOT about that to kind of improve the way that people exit. And I will say that I, I do think people are, are probably moving through this area slow enough that it probably isn't an issue, but you know, it was a concern of our partner agency. So, so we wanted to factor that in. The other thing that I'll mention is in regard to the benefit over uh, of connecting or syncing up with McKinney over Arthur is we saw this as a, as a benefit to bikes. Um, there is a shared road network points north of the property. Um, and if you're familiar with the, with the, um, actually, Amy, if you can, if you can go back to the, yeah, this is a good view where people are essentially moving down um, from points north um, and just, just next to these garden style home apartments. And we wanted to give people more options to make that movement back onto Georgia or to go points west um, to, to kind of, you know, circulate down to the metro. Uh, we thought that, you know, right now compared with what's on the eastern side of Georgia Avenue, that short shared road um, network for bikes that's in our bike plan, it's not ideal. It's a little more, more circuitous just because of the, the sort of super blocks that these garden style apartments have. And so we did think there was a mobility benefit to kind of having that north-south porosity for bikes that kind of led them over to Georgia Avenue. Well, that I get, but maybe I'm just missing something, but I just don't under, really understand why any of that requires us to close off. I, I, I'm just not seeing this. I, the site line issue seems to me you could resolve by trimming back the vegetation at the, uh, at the entrance to Americana Finmark. And as far as everything else you're saying, I don't understand why that can't be accommodated with the, with the existing grid intact. In so I, I don't, I'm, I, I acknowledge I'm, I may not, I may be not understanding this correctly, but I'm just not seeing it right now. Uh, Jerry Sishy, I got a comment on that, uh, Casey and staff. Um, I guess uh, going, can you go back to the picture of that uh, alleyway? Uh, uh, that one there, yeah. I, I guess uh, the other issue, if people are heading east on MacArthur, if they're a biker, I don't know whether you could just retain a little kind of bike or sidewalk passageway where that uh, wooden trailer shows up there so that if you're biking and you're going to Georgia Avenue, uh, you don't have to make the turn around. But I, I would agree that linking it up with the, um, what is it, uh, Mc, uh, McKinley is a good idea. It That discourages uh, cars driving through that private way. That's a private street. But if you could leave just a little slip lane for a bike, bikes to get through. Uh, the other issue that comes up, uh, you're leaving the right in, right out at Georgia Avenue on that access, that roadway, private roadway. That's correct. This is Patrick Reed. That's correct. The applicant is proposing to maintain their right in, right and, out. And access. the other thing is, I don't know whether, the, yeah, the apartments to the south, they maybe never were, were required to dedicate sufficient right-of-way to make 
that Arthur extend all the way to Georgia as a public street. That may be part of the issue, but my suggestion would be make the connection to McKinley, leave a little slip slip lane for bikes that want to go to Georgia Avenue, uh, staying kind of uh, following on Arthur, just going that way. Uh, again, the apartment building to the south, there was a concern about uh, traffic movement uh, down there at uh, uh, Tilton, and they have to turn, try to turn left or turn out of there. Uh, you're going to have a signal up at uh, the north end of this project, so that that's where people would coming north on Georgia Avenue would turn left at a signal. Is that correct? This is Patrick Reed. I am under the understanding, based on the master planning effort that was recently approved, this was discussed and there was a question about whether or not it would be most appropriate to have a signal at Belvedere in Georgia or at Tilton in Georgia. And the determination, um, per the information that's in the master plan appendix, is that the preference is Tilton. I think that's just because of the volumes of um, movements there today and also the crash record. I think that's kind of wh why they landed at, at Tilton. Right, that's what I understand. But again, just to finalize my comment, the sketch, the picture that's showing now, I would leave a little slip lane for, you know, uh, 10 foot or 6 foot, not for vehicles, but just for the bikes to get through to go to Georgia Avenue if they're heading east on this uh, part of MacArthur that's at the bottom of the screen. But I, I would support the connection to uh, the McKinley from a traffic operation standpoint. That's all I have. Okay. Well, I don't have any big problem with that. I just, I just don't follow the logic completely, but that's all right. Um, on the issue of the parking, it does seem like there needs some, need to have some more work on getting the parking out of the way um, of the open space. And it seems to me like that uh, maybe looking at where that stormwater management uh, happens might be part of the solution. Anybody else have any comments on that or anything else? So this is uh, Prasad Verma. So I, I'm still struggling with this. Can staff explain why additional access needs to be made on Arthur Avenue? I, I also live in this neighborhood and you know, you have connections on Hilda Rose. Um, you know, there's a lot of cut-through traffic in this neighborhood. If we're going to be having units in this building that are going to accommodate potentially larger families, I, I, I'm just struggling. Why, why do we need additional vehicular access through here? Sure, this is Patrick Reed. Um, Amy or Patrick Butler, uh, could you go back to... Um, a context view of like the vicinity, maybe the the map, the Google map view. Um, well, while we wait for them to do that, uh, essentially, anytime we have, a, but yeah, that's that's helpful right here. Anytime we have a site, and this is one where essentially it's it's a system of of really super blocks from this property and also properties points north. You have, um, and you can't see it on this map, but uh, Douglas Avenue, which really could extend north-south through these sites and terminate either at Belvedere or go further down into this, what is now today, a private segment of Arthur Avenue. 
um, which is I, I, I do want to clarify. I've, I've heard I've heard um, folks mention it as a, a private road. It, it is really a driveway currently today, um, and that's how it's intended to be maintained um, by the applicant. Um, in terms of through access, we, we always support porosity whenever we have a system of superblocks, and it's it is true that you know when you do allow access, people are going to use it, and you'll have bicycles, pedestrians moving through, but at the same time, it reduces the stress on others. Um, it's a policy decision that, you know, should it be your pleasure, you could you could revisit if that's something that you really want. Um, but generally, whenever we have these large format properties, we look to provide public access to kind of break up these, these big, larger masses and, and improve our grid network. Yeah, I just don't know if you're achieving that. I mean, this is a narrow street. Uh, driveway, however you want to characterize it. Um, the visibility exiting Arthur onto Georgia Avenue is a problem. You also have, you know, it's, it's closed off right now. I, I don't see, I understand what you're trying to get at, but I think if you're weighing the two and you're looking at how the building currently in this in this in this preliminary plan is actually showing the, the configuration of the open space and where uh, the courtyards are looking out to to have a cut through kind of scenario. I don't think it it even though I understand that's your general kind of disposition. I, I don't think it's going to really fit. The neighborhood. I mean, right now it's closed off, and I think in a in a walkable metro transit kind of oriented neighborhood, I think we should be encouraging less of this kind of cut through. I think a lot of people are always thinking of ways of avoiding Georgia, and as a result, the neighborhoods on both the west and the east side are significantly burdened by vehicles going through neighborhoods and if you look through the McKinney Hills neighborhood and neighborhoods in Forest Glen if you talk to the civics they have routinely either implemented speed bumps or additional sidewalks to make sure that uh, this kind of issue is addressed and so I for one uh, and do not support this I think um, it's not really the gain for additional vehicle access uh, to support porosity is is um, is not significant compared to I think what you would what would you would lose, which is you know this this cut through issue that we're having in this neighborhood. Uh, uh, just uh, my comment. This sketch here, I think what this does, it basically is the way to access the garage rather than having garage entrances. Uh, you know, on the main, where the main entry of the building is, the garage entrances are to the rear. So I don't feel this, this minimizes any potential of an automobile running from the left-hand uh, shadow that says MacArthur Boule Arthur Boulevard all the way through to Georgia. But it, this is essentially for the residents of the site. My only comment was on the, on the far left side there where Arthur Avenue sign that just you leave the little bikeway connection so that people uh, wanting to go south on Georgia don't have to go 
upper and around the project, but they can run along the south side, which is basically, you know, the garage access roadway. So I, this one I don't have a problem with. Uh, you know, people coming north on Georgia, they can't turn left in here. They do have to go up to Belvedere Boulevard. So I don't think, I think this minimizes any cut through traffic as long as you maintain a complete bikeway cut through from uh, the left side, MacArthur Avenue. Yeah, I'm not sure what the alternative is. You can't really cut off the end of Arthur there for access to the people who live there. And, you know, the people who live on the public part of Arthur need some access that's public. And I don't see how you could do that without accommodating. Well, you're moving any, any access from the left side of the drawing where MacArthur Avenue comes in, you're moving it up to McKinley. Uh, that, that is, would be a, a safer intersection. As you say, if you were heading west on this alleyway, it's a little hard to look to your right as you try to continue west on MacArthur. This way, the parking lot, people that are parking there basically or servicing can come out. They have better visibility at McKinley. If they need to turn left, they can turn left there or they turn right to go back to Georgia Avenue. So I, I'm supportive of this sketch. Yeah. Uh, Tina, do you have any opinion on this? Um, I agree with Commissioner Cicci um, and the points that he brought up. If, if, and I, Commissioner Cicci, correct me, you called a slip? Is that what you referred to? Well, just on the very left side, uh, where, you know, you could, there's a gate actually, as Patap says, there's a gate you can't, you know, they open it for trash removal or something, but I would leave a little bikeway passage there, but I do support. So if someone's coming on Arthur Boulevard, they're heading uh, east, they could go through and go south on Georgia if they're biking. If they're going north on Georgia, they would take Belvert and they would basically go to the intersection to turn uh, left to go north, or they might use uh, the McKinney Avenue and the other thing, any continuity. Uh, he mentioned the other, uh, the Douglas Douglas Avenue connection. Okay. I, I, I support that. I think that, that works. Um, Commissioner Verma, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, are you okay with the slip idea? I think it's good. But I, 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 this is not my community as far as I don't live there. I'm not there on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, what are your thoughts? And I know overall you think we need to minimize vehicular traffic, but I also want to be realistic about what's happening currently and in the foreseeable future. I think we'll have both foot traffic as well as vehicular traffic. So I, I welcome your thoughts on, on what's just been talked about. Thanks, Commissioner Patterson. Uh, maybe, uh, Anderson, do you think this would be a good time to listen to listen from the applicant and we can kind of continue this conversation? Sure. Uh, if the applicant would like to weigh in on this or any other subject, now would be a good time. Okay. Thank you. This is Emily Bias with Ballard Farr representing uh, the applicant in this case. Um, and we do have several other folks uh, on the phone, which uh, may speak briefly, um, but I just wanted to 
um, explain, I guess, and thank everybody for working on this. Staff has been um, helpful in uh, trying to come to a design that works for everybody, and we very much appreciate that. Um, as was said, we started out uh, with a project that had Arthur Avenue, um, the private drive extending through, which is what it does today, again, as a private street and driveway. Um, and staff, I think both DOT and transportation staff, um, recommended that instead of popping out at Arthur, which does have some site distance issues, that it would be better if the driveway lined up with McKinney. So we did realign the driveway so that it would line up with McKinney. And we understand and have no problem, as has been suggested, um, that the old Arthur Avenue curb cut, essentially, um, that curb cut will go away, but that a bike and pedestrian way would certainly make sense along the southern portion of the property that folks could, coming from the west along Arthur, go by bike and or walk straight through to Georgia. So we have no problem with proposing that. Um, and we have, as I said, redesigned in order to make the entrance along Belvedere so that it has better sight distance and aligns better. Um, I think the issue that we have, um, the argument that this connection now to McKinney um, and the parking um, separates the open space, of course, um, it, it's really the new entrance that separates the open space, not necessarily the parking, because once you move that drive aisle to McKinney instead of Arthur, you've bisected that open space. So um, we, we agree we'll continue to work with staff. We don't know exactly where the stormwater is going to go because this is um, just a sketch plan and we, you don't have to do a stormwater, full stormwater plan to get to this point. Um, so we will look at that. Um, but we would note that we do intend to provide nice landscaped areas along those um, places along Belvedere that we believe will be inviting to the community. And we understand that we can't just have a big stormwater pond that's not accessible and things like that. So those will all be details that we do work out. Um, and our um, remaining, I guess, concern is simply that when cars are coming down McKinney, um, do we really want them, the public in general, to be driving through our parking lot? Essentially, this is what this would be. And um, we are concerned, and the gate, as you saw the pictures of at the dead end at Arthur, was put there by the prior owner, um, not by us. We've kept it there, um, but that's been a longstanding community concern is that people cut through to get to Georgia in vehicles there. Um, so we anticipate a similar issue um, if the McKinney driveway is not controlled in some way. And so again, we have no problem and we've shown a pedestrian path coming from Belvedere across the road and through the site. We are fine with that. We are fine with bicycles. This would not be the same type of gated community. We're not planning a gated community as is the one um, you know, next door. That is a true gate. You can't get through as pedestrians or bikes. 
We're not proposing that at all. All we are suggesting is an arm across the driveway so that there is not cut through traffic from McKinney southbound to get onto Georgia. Um, we believe it's safer for people if they're coming down McKinney to take Belvedere out to the intersection and um, that it really, again, this is just a driveway that is part of our parking area. And again, a, a development with um, intended to have lots of families and children. And so to use this as a public pass-through is what we are concerned about. Um, and hence the reason that we were just asking for an arm to be at that entrance to prevent the cut-through traffic um, at that point. Um, so I think those are essentially our um, comments. Um, we are um, excited about you know, getting this project underway. Um, one other just um, minor detail is about the, the courtyards. Um, they are intended for the residents. Um, they are slightly above grade um, uh, along the back driveway. Um, and so we are intending those to be, as I said, very nice areas and respite for, for our residents, one a little more passive, one a little more active. Um, and then the public spaces, again, are surrounding the property along Belvedere and along Georgia. And those are the technical um, public open spaces that meet the zoning criteria, but there are certainly going to be more um, public open space areas along Belvedere as you move along the entire frontage of the property. There are going to be inviting and open public spaces all along the Belvedere frontage as well as along Georgia. So we feel like we have done a lot to invite the public and to welcome the public. Um, and the one issue I think that's still a little uncomfortable for us is this idea of general public traffic cutting through the parking lot. Um, and Praj, if you want to add any additional comments to that. Uh, hi, this is uh, Praj Kastikar, Montgomery Housing Partnership. Um, I mean, I think Emily did cover um, pretty much the basics of our concerns. Um, so I wouldn't repeat it, but I would just emphasize that, again, this um, is a majority affordable housing project with almost 60% two and three bedroom units. So this is a family project. And um, also like one of the courtyards you see, um, that is where our, as um, some of you might know, we are affordable housing nonprofit where we don't just build housing. We also work in the neighborhood as well as we also provide um, programs, after school programs for children and um, programs for our residents for them to thrive. Um, so a lot of that public programming will be happening in this building of the scale. And in courtyard one, the, the equipment you see is, is the play equipment for the, for the children of, of these uh, programs that they will attend. Um, so I, for us, keeping the security of that private drive is of the utmost importance. Um, one to, like Emily mentioned, to really not have any cut through traffic because our programs, our preschool programs, so if they start at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, that's where a lot of the parents will be dropping off their children. And do we really want a rush hour cut through traffic like general public just walk, just, you know, driving through our private drive? Um, uh, we don't. 
um, then it's also like it's it's our really the the really dry wild that services the parking garage uh, that's tucked under. Um, it's loading unloading for trash for any new move ins new move outs. Um, so I mean it's really our biggest uh, you know like a supply artery and uh, it's for us and for our residents. Um, so we really want to keep it secure and uh, make sure that our residents and the families are protected. Um, the third thing is, and we actually attended um, a couple of community meetings. We also held a couple of community meetings as part of this requirement of this process. And we really heard people saying that they did not want to open up Arthur Avenue. I mean, they had requested to close it off in the first place. And that's why when we bought the property, we didn't open it because they were like, no, there are too many people cutting through. And it's not the people who live in the neighborhood. It's people who come outside trying to avoid uh, Georgia that are, that are cars coming through. So, you know, like those signs that say like drive as your children live here. <laughs> it's, 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 it's that's the concern where, um, I mean, you know, it's, it's opening that up. So, um, that was also a concern that we, we, we agree with and we identify with. And that's why we do, do not want to want this open to a public vehicular traffic. Um, and like Emily said, we, we definitely want uh, the pedestrian and, and, and want to maintain the, the pedestrian as well as the bike access uh, through, the, through the property. So we are not at all gating it. We are not saying we are going to put that um, you know, real housewives of Orange County gates up there. It's just an arm that that just stops uh, vehicles, but it doesn't stop pedestrian. It doesn't stop bicycles. Uh, we want this to be. We want to be a part of the neighborhood. That's our mission uh, to have a, a, a successful project, and we want to be part of the neighborhood. So we don't want to like prevent um, anyone, but we definitely uh, want to put <clears throat> the security and the safety of everyone at the, at the forefront, and especially the way these courtyards open to that drywall, um, we want to make sure that there's a control access on that, on, on that side. Um, we, we definitely are open to looking at um, and working with staff on how else, uh, once, and I, I think like Amy mentioned, um, we are still going through, we haven't uh, gotten through our stormwater concept plan yet, so once that's done, and and then figuring out how we will redesign, how we will design our stormwater concept and um, the stormwater plan, we will definitely be open to looking at <clears throat> if we would be able to consolidate. But at this stage, from all the information we do have and all the um, all the feedback we have received from the staff and from our consultants, we feel like this is the really the most workable and and, and the best plan um, that, that works for us and our future residents. Thank you. All right. Um, any board members want to ask any other questions or make any comments based on what you've heard so far? I mean, uh, look, I, I am generally militantly in favor of... Uh, opening up access as much as possible. Um, I certainly can live with the end of this of this block being closed off, but I don't really support a gate. 
Um, other than that, I don't really have any strong opinions about how to deal with that uh, McKinney Avenue situation. I generally support what the staff has done, but I'd like to see the parking consolidated and maybe pushed into the corner where the stormwater is now shown to create some more uh, opportunities for open space. It also seems like the configuration of the parking there uh, may be a little bit inefficient, um, but I can't, I'm, I don't pretend to be an expert on that. So I would suggest uh, just telling the staff to go work that out with the applicant between now and uh, site plan. Does anybody else have any different opinion now than when they weighed in five minutes ago? Uh, Jerry says, you know, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable. Again, I would just, uh, the, the east-west movement of bikes and from art, and I, I think they're willing to do that, lay that in just on between whether it's the stormwater or whether they move the parking to the stormwater, as you suggest, Casey, uh, you'd still have a little slip lane for bikes to walk through the drive through there to get to Georgia. Yeah. I think people coming out of Kenny, McKinney, they will go to Georgia Avenue. They'll, they'll want to, that's rather than going through the part back side at that point, uh, I think they'll turn left to go to Georgia rather than trying to cut through people that are on Arthur, uh, they will take the curve and go to Georgia rather than cutting through. But I, I would leave a little cut through for the bikes at that far uh, west end. Yeah. Okay. Well, what I've heard is there's basically three to one support for this, what the staff's direction was, unless I'm mistaken. But I want to give everybody a chance if they want to make a final pitch. Anyone? Okay, so... Uh, um, it's, it's Carrie Sanders for the record, um, Chief Area 2. Just want to clarify that um, the board is voting on allowing um, alternative compliance for the segment of the driveway and that it, um, the alternative compliance would not prohibit, um, or would not uh, include a gate. Um, just, just for clarification so that we understand the next steps. That's, that's what I understood the... the Three, three votes for that, I think, at least. Thank you. So just to confirm, so we're, we, are you saying, Chair, that the majority are saying that cars can go through here? Well, they, they're not as far out as I am. I was arguing at least half-heartedly that maybe they should be able to go all the way through Arthur, but I'm not getting any uh, bites on that, and I'm not really uh, pounding on the table for it. But I think what we're saying is that cars can go through uh, and, you know, there, it will be, I think, relatively unappealing. And it's not to say there won't be some cut through, uh, but it is, a narrow, it is a narrow street, which is both, I guess, good and bad, depending on your point of view. It may discourage it from being a heavily traffic cut through, but there's no denying that that also is a constrained uh, kind of a... Of a of a pathway. Uh, uh, Jerry says, yeah, I, I don't personally have a problem with the gate. I think that's an operational thing for the property owner, for the, you know, the housing community. I don't, it's just the fact that you drove up and it would go up, uh, on no key or something. It's just that it would, people coming south on uh, McKinney would say, okay, I'm just going to go to Georgia rather than go to the back of these 
the the apartments. I, I personally don't whether that, right. but well, maybe that's something. Jerry, that, that just yeah. <laughs> that's fine if that's your position, but I'm I'm that makes it two to two. So, and I don't support. All right, that. I'll I'll go with the, I'll go with the gate, but I just think it could be something that could be discussed in the in the final approval of the project. And I, this is Tina. I, I think that's important to emphasize at this point. Um, both the applicant has brought this up and Chair has mentioned this. This is a sketch plan. So at this point, I thought that the staff was asking us for our advice and guidance. And if you've gotten from us two different perspectives, come back and show us which one, one makes sense for that community, but also which one the applicant can actually implement. We've also heard from the eventual stakeholder at this site what they're concern is or what their position is. I, I don't know if we need to actually put a final thumbprint on this when this, again, is a sketch plan. Well, it's not necessary, but since they asked for guidance, I'm afraid we haven't really given them much. We basically, at this point now, we're saying go work it out, which is okay. I'm not against that, but it just it makes it more difficult for the applicant and the staff because they're, they don't, then they're just sort of having to hash it out amongst themselves and not get a clear direction from the board. Again, that's fine, and you're right. It's just a sketch plan, but you're you're basically saying you're. I mean, we're punting, which is, you know, that's that's okay. Carrie uh, uh, Sanders, for the record, um, at this at, at sketch plan, we do need to know the access points. So that is why we are asking for the board to give us direction about this um, about this driveway because we need yeah. to know the access points to the site as part of scheduling. Yeah, Jerry says, yeah, I, I think this is a great design. I think this is better access. Uh, I think it uh, moves the uh, Arthur Avenue people to Georgia rather than the issue is uh, I, it's three to one to go with this layout. Uh, my only, my two other suggestions, or one suggestion was just leave a little slip uh, ramp for the bikes to, from Arthur Okay. To go through the site, which is fine. The gate, the gate can be an operational thing at some point. Uh, you know that could be. Well, here, uh, here's my suggestion. Here's my suggestion. I think that we do have three to one for the access point. We don't necessarily have uh, consensus on the gate, so the gate could probably wait until site plan. I think because it doesn't fundamentally change the configuration of the roads or the layout of the site. Is that fair to say? Yeah, very good, Casey. So, uh, Carrie, if that, yeah, yeah. does that help you out? That helps. The only thing I would um, request, uh, and yes, we will look at uh, Commissioner Cicci's suggestion about Arthur Avenue and uh, bicycle access. I think that's a great suggestion. I think the applicant has um, been willing to definitely do that. Um, the other thing I would note is we can look at the gate in a different location that would perhaps look, work for the applicant, but also allow um, access through the site, which may be important for on-street bicycle use. Uh, bicycles um, may need to use the asphalt um, driveway area to bike, not the sidewalk. So we, we do need to make sure if there is a gate that the gate allows bicycles to travel from McKinney Avenue, or bicyclists, that is, to travel from McKinney Avenue to Georgia Avenue through this driveway. The gate, the gate cannot um, you know, uh, discourage uh, bicycle throughway. Typically, a gate is a psychological um, sort of uh, 
thing that that does indicate that an area is not is not welcome for all users. So that's part of the reason that staff has been concerned about the gate. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we've given you at least some guidance, maybe not comprehensive guidance, that will allow you to sort sort out this uh, gate question without disrupting anything else. Could I ask a question, Emily Vine? Sure. Um, okay, so, I mean, I appreciate that, I guess at this point, maybe it is divided two to two gate or no gate, um, and um, that we continue to work on that. Um, I guess then I would want to understand that the alternative compliance would be approved. Um, the staff suggestion was that there be no gate. So in this case, are we saying the alternative compliance can be approved and the gate would continue to be worked on until yes. Yes. during site plan? Is that? That's right. Uh, Jerry says you one option would be a sign that said in lieu of the gate, I mean, let's proceed, but it uh, could be no through traffic sign, which would be essentially for auto more automobiles than bikers. All right. Well, let's let them let's let them fight about it, and uh, and when they come back, there will be and uh, hopefully five board members present, so we can make a decision one way or the other on whatever they propose. Okay. Can we get a motion on the uh, sketch plan? Uh, uh, Jerry Sishi, I'll make a motion on the to approve the sketch plan as presented by staff. With uh, conditions, with conditions and, and the resolution Sorry. as, as modified. Yeah. Uh, could we get a second on that? Second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? That's unanimous, I think. And I believe we're adjourned, right? Okay. Thanks, everybody. Stay safe. Stay safe. Thank, right. you. Thank you.